Welcome back, guys, to the podcast. Um, <clears throat> not sure what number we're on yet, but uh, we haven't recorded in a couple, probably a week and a half because uh, it's been hunting season. And so we're in mid-November now. Um, do we, we just filmed a Bella Be Good, which Bella Be Good is a series that we're doing. If you have a, if you or someone you know has a young dog, I really recommend um, checking it out. It's very similar. Um, well, it's similar in a lot of ways to a series that we did. Uh, we did it on Facebook a while back with Spry. Some of you guys know, recognize Spry. Spry, we did a series called Live with Spry. Um, we did the diff biggest difference I would say is Live with Spry was done using Facebook Live. Um, we used that as a, a constant tool. It has since migrated to our YouTube channel. It's the easiest way to find them all. Um, ben set up a playlist for it. It's called Live with Spry. But we documented basically her first year or so of training using Facebook Live, and I thought it went well. Um, it's really raw and unedited, 100% um, raw and unedited. Used our phones to do it, had spotty connections at times, ran out of battery at times. So it's like, it's not a production fancy thing by any means, but I think the content is the valuable part of it. Um, so that, that was a series that we did. Now we're doing Bella Be Good. Bella is a dog that we're training for our friends down at, um, his name's Brad House, but it's he's got an outfitting business called Illinois Whitetail and Waterfall. They're down in Southern Illinois. We're recording her training, um, so it looks nicer. Uh, it's, it's me not focusing. I literally had to hold the phone and use tripods and all that. It's not me doing that. Ben is recording it um, for us, and then he's piecing it together. Now we're not editing it. Uh, when I say we're not editing it, we're not cutting stuff out that doesn't look good. We're not making it polished. We're not making it um, appear that nothing ever goes wrong because it does. And I do think that some of that stuff is the most valuable part of it. So our, on the other hand, our DVDs are edited. They were produced. They were filmed. Multiple cameras, different angles. I think there's value in all of it. Um, I think some of it is cleaner, neater, easier to sift through. Um, the foundation DVD, the puppy DVD, the shed DVD, the game recovery DVD, they're chaptered out. Um, there's a beginning, a middle, and somewhat of a conclusion or end. Um, so they're just a little more streamlined, a little more formal. Um, but the Bella Be Good series, we just filmed one uh, before we came in here to film this or to record this. And one of the things that I um, noted in this whatever episode, I guess, is what you would call it. They're, they're, they're all series, I guess, so they all are sequenced. Um, we're, we've been doing Bella now for a couple months. I think we're into like 40-sums of, yeah. of those that we've recorded as well. Um, and, we've only, and we're posting them. It's a partnership we did with Gundog Magazine. Um, Gundog Magazine is a great resource. Uh, I just submitted my first article to them. Um, we did a column called Bella Be Good, so it's an extension of our video. So Gundog is a really nice resource if you're looking for print stuff. I, I highly recommend it. Um, but we we just finished like number 40 something of it, um, but we have only posted like 20 some of them. So it's a it's a few weeks behind um, just because for scheduling purposes. But when I filmed this one today. One of the things that we ran into probably took away from our session, which was not designed or developed to be a heel work session. Um, heel work is simply a skill that we build into everything we do now. Um, the session was designed to be making some retrieves, doing a little nose work. But in order to do all those drills, I need a dog that heals well. And she didn't do as well as I'd hoped. 
I think part of it, a lot of it had to do with um, the environment. We're in an open field, there's fresh snow on the ground. Uh, she's not really used to snow in the first place, so I imagine it feels funny, it tastes good. Um, there's all these things that distract from the, from the drill, uh, from the objective of whatever it is we're working on. So it got in the way of us a little bit today because the heel work, I wanted to do stuff off lead and there was no way we were doing it. Um, I made note of it and said, I gotta go back and get into some safer places, some more controlled places, the driveway. Um, is real good for us. Concrete or pavement is real good for us. It's less distracting. She focuses on me better. We've done it more often there. That's probably another reason. The habit has been formed there and is strong. It overcomes uh, outside distractions. As soon as I get on the grass, there's a lot of temptation. Smells, um, feel, all that stuff. And the distractions prove to be a little bit more um, a little stronger than the habit of her solid heel work, especially off lead. On lead, she did pretty well, um, although we did have a few hiccups. So I'm leading into this, kind of catching you up on things um, that we're doing, but really it's all tied back to this, what, what this podcast is going to focus on a little bit is heel work. It comes from a question um, that, that I got, uh, Facebook Messenger, it was on Facebook it was a message to our Dogbone page, um, which is where we get a lot of our, our, the basis for a lot of these podcasts. So this guy uh, sent me a message, um, said he tried to review the podcast, but he uses Spotify, can't find a location to like or review it. So I appreciate him listening to it. Um, he, he's mentioning how he likes it as a supplement to the training videos. So it kind of ties into, I don't think some people realize we have training DVDs out there as well. We do a lot of stuff online. Um, we do a lot of stuff through YouTube. We try to do a lot of stuff, as much stuff as we can here doing the podcast, but these are all relatively new avenues or channels for us to share information. Our DVDs have been out for a while. They're on our website. Uh, some of them are, we're in the process right now of loading them all to it, but some of them you can get through Amazon Prime. Right now our puppy one, you can buy it through Amazon Prime video. Um, you can rent it through there as well. Um, ben is actually gonna work on adding that to our website. As an option, when you go to the DVDs and you go to the puppy one, you'll be able to click a link to it to, to get it on Amazon. I realize DVDs, we've had messages come in that I don't even own a DVD player anymore, what do I do? So we are trying to work on that from a digital standpoint, but the D, the content, the, the video itself is the same. Um, and I don't think a lot of people realize we have a series and, and we, we put a lot of time, money, and effort into them um, because I do think it depends on how you process information, but some people do better with our DVDs than our YouTube channel because they're organized better. Um, it's easier for you to skip through chapters and, 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 they, and they, there's rhyme and reason to them. Like there was a lot of thought that went into the storyline, the storyboard of these DVDs um, from a chapter standpoint. So they're sequenced um, and they're clean and they're neat. Now they don't show a lot of... Um, raw candid stuff, but they are long. Um, we used to have a DVD series and it's still available out there too, but we partnered up with Gundog years ago and did some DVDs. Um, since then we've done our own line, our dog, you know, it's just a dog bone video now, but um, we took a DVD that was a puppy DVD. Um, we took a shed DVD that was about 60 minutes long with Gundog. It, we did years ago and um, it, it was 60 minutes and it fit their style of videos, which were quicker, shorter, to the point. Um, I said, man, I just don't think we covered it thorough enough. 
So we did our own and it turned into two and a half hours. Um, and we didn't even cover everything I wanted to um, because it got so long, we ended up doing a cold conditioning, which was a chapter in the, in the original DVD. Now it turned into an hour long video that we give away for free. Uh, it's on our YouTube channel, isn't it? You yep. can get it through our website and you can get it on our YouTube channel. That's 60 minutes. So if I added that to the shed DVD, which hold is a really important part of any retrieving. So if we had added that to the shed DVD, man, we're talking three and a half hours. So it's still two and a half hours. A um, lot of information on it. Um, our foundation DVD, our puppy DVD, those are three plus hours each. Um, there is still a lot there because I didn't think it was something that if someone bought that, I didn't think it was to make sure that they could watch it fast. I thought it needed to be thorough. Um, but those are a little more polished. Uh, they are available. Well, this this question um, came back, uh, came, it came this month, but he said, I have a question in regards. To, so all this is 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 a prelude to the idea of some of this foundational stuff heel work and the importance of it and this is a specific question from him regarding that um but he he said let's see uh i have a question in regards to my puppy can't seem well this is a different one he, so he, he started out his question was his dog eats a lot of poop uh, whether it's animal poop, which in the shed, it, we call it shed, shed dog caviar. When we're shed hunting in the spring, they're eating deer poop constantly. Um, they just, it, it's, it's everywhere as the snow melts and particularly in the areas that we're finding shed antlers because we're in a lot of bedding areas. So it is tough to monitor and regulate that. I don't understand why the dogs do it either, but they do. Um, I don't lose a lot of sleep over it, but this guy asked, you know, he's eating a lot of poop. He's about 16 weeks and seems to listen well to correction other than with this one issue. I assume heel work would help for on walks, but I'm afraid to not let him sniff around on the ground as he might it might turn him off from trying to use his nose. I have also been picking up his poop in the yard, which has helped. Uh, he has the nose to the ground, a lot similar to the dogs in your foundation video. My current correction method for trying to get rid of this habit is to watch him closely and correct it if I think he's found poop but it doesn't seem to be making much progress and he's still getting his mouth, getting in his mouth sometimes. Thanks for any help. So I took message back. I said, he knows the fix. The fix is the control part. Um, and so I said, and I also said, you know, picking up the poop is the, the fix. You know, if they, it's a lot like, um, it's a lot like, you know, if your dog, if you let your dog, first off, we don't let the dogs free run through the house, but if you did, it's, you're going to get into trouble. The dog's going to get into trouble. It's, it's inevitable. If your dog chews something up in the house because you've let him run around, I don't blame the dog. I blame you. First off, you let him run around unsupervised. Second off, you left too much stuff out. If my wife's shoes get chewed up, which they won't, she puts them away really well. She gets on me about not putting shoes away a lot more than anybody. But if my shoes get chewed up, whose fault is it? I left the, first off, I left the shoes out. Put the shoes away. The dog won't chew them up. Second off, Put the dog in a controlled situation, place, kennel, or with you under supervision, and you don't ever have those problems. So it comes back to what? Control. Uh, taking control of the situation. Now, in the situation, in that situation, simply picking the poop up is going to eliminate the opportunity for the dog to eat it. The second thing is, if you put the dog on a lead and you take the dog out and the dog goes down to pick up a piece of poop, first off, if the poop is there, your fault. Second off, correct and you have the ability to correct. But that takes what? That takes the ability to put the dog on the lead and have the dog be responsive. That is heel work. 
So under control is be, is the key to this. Keeping the dog and having the dog understand heel position is key to this. Now he brought up a point of I'm worried about correcting when the dog puts his nose down. You have to. The dog's in heel position, it's not hunting. And so our dogs, we I do not I separate the idea of my hunting dog and my dog that's under control in 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 a position of obedience which be heel. You don't put your nose down when you're on heel. I'm not asking you to hunt anything. I'm asking you to walk with me. So I want eyes to me. I want them looking at me. Um, ideally, you know, I, I, I let them look out about, um, but if they're getting distracted, I make a correction usually. If I'm walking past another, something that becomes distracting to them, I'll turn, make a direction change, and I'll give them a correction. And what they start to do is they go, if, if I pay attention to him, I'm not going to get corrected. So it forces them to start looking at you. So the I do not worry about that, the idea of correcting when their nose goes down. In fact, I do it. I sweep my foot underneath there and I catch them under the underside of their chin. So that was stuff I had to do today with, with Bella when I was out there. Um, she wanted to put her nose down a lot. There was a lot of that correction going on. And it was conversation that I brought up when I was filming that of, I need to get out, I need to work on this heel work a lot more in situations and scenarios like this. Ben, I'm gonna have you correct her the next time. I got a little whiny dog in the back. If you hear, I don't know if you can hear that or not, but I get this little whine, me, 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 really wants attention. It's Ellie, she knows we're going up north, we're packing up, I'm half packed up. Um, we're gonna be going up north today, so, but I'm not gonna allow it. It's, it's something that I've got four dogs laying, I've got Bella laying right now sleeping just like a rock because we just worked her for 15, 20 minutes and she's spent mentally and physically. We've got three other dogs that have not done anything today but lay in their bed and they're, that's enough. And that was spry that time, wasn't it? Yeah. And they're antsy because they know we're going up north. They know that some things are getting put in a truck that go, a lot of good things. They know the training bag came out. They haven't done a damn thing today and they're antsy and I don't like that. So. I'm not gonna let it get under my skin, but you probably can hear it just in my voice. I get a little tense when I hear this little squeaking. Um, so I need dogs to work through that. But anyway, and even with that correction, Bella didn't even open her eyes. So it really is a little bit of a micro thing, a little side thing here, but look at what the difference is when you give your dog just a little bit of work, make them think, make them work a little bit, uh, physically give them a little bit of an outlet under control you get the difference between the dog that can't sit still on its bed and the dog that can't keep its eyes open on its bed. So just a, a little test here that is uh, being played out and, and showing its value here at headquarters, here in the studio. And I, I, I say that very loosely because we're sitting in our kitchen right now recording this. But so that was my answer back to the guy. And then he said, thank you. Uh, is there a time that it's too early to start heel training? It's been progressing through your, I've been th progressing through your podcast and just recently watched the heel work portions of the video, but can't recall you mentioning this. He's 17 weeks old and doing well with the concepts from the puppy training video currently. So this guy has done it in sequence. He's watched the puppy video and he's worked through those and I bet you it's helped him greatly. Now he's into the obedience, the foundation DVD and heel work is really a key part of that DVD. Um, there's a lot of information on it. So he's digging into it at 17. First off is the, you know, is it too young, too early to start heel training? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think it only makes sense at a certain point. I don't think you need it when they're eight, nine, 10 weeks, because most of the time, if you're doing it right, they want to stay with you. They don't want to be left alone. 
Um, that's where I develop a real strong recall. Dogs want to come to me when I call them. Um, and this is all in the puppy video. But I talk about the value of these young dogs early on, not having the, the guts, not having the, the, the confidence to get very far away from you. And the other part is, is they're little and they're slow and they're not fast enough to get away from us. And they just kind of do their best to keep up. Um, once they get to the point where they get too fast, get too confident, get too bold that I can't catch them and they want to run off and do their own thing and ignore me. That's where I hope it's about a little before that is where I like to introduce the, the, the idea of heel work. Um, there is a process. You can go through a tie out process, which teaches the dog to give the pressure to the neck. That is always helpful. Um, it sometimes you have to get creative depending on the time of year. Um, it's also a nice habit to have the dogs um, be okay with in case you're traveling, staking them out, not having them fuss and whine. Um, but what I do is we're going to put the dog on a, as soon as they're big enough, um, sometimes they're just too little even to put a collar on. Now I start out with a flat collar, just a flat nylon collar, um, bounce them around and they're just kind of bounced around on that thing. Um, but then we start adding in some turns and we start making some, some corrections where we change direction and get the dog to pay attention to us. Um, I would say somewhere between 10 and 12 weeks is usually about the time I'm going to start doing this because that's usually coincides with the time that they get to be um, too fast, too bold, too much for me. Uh, I want to be able to put a lead on them because if I take them out to go to the bathroom at that window of time and they don't come back or in your case, they're going out and eating poop and doing the stuff that you don't want them doing. Well, then I just put a lead on them, take them out, go to the bathroom, do that stuff. And I've automatically changed the scenario to take back the control. So. I don't, yeah, at 17 weeks old, man, you are plenty old. You're a little over four months. It's actually about that four month window, 16 weeks is about my favorite time with dogs. Um, because I just think they really start to absorb and accelerate with what they're able to learn. I think their mental capacity, they're physically little dogs now. Um, that's a great, great time. For 14 to 16 weeks. Um, so you're there. And I recommend you do it right away. Now you're getting into the DVD portion of heel work, dig into that and watch it. Um, there's lots of it. The adjustable leader is a tool that we sell, leash and collar combination that we've designed and, and really liked, used it today um, with retrieves and it was a real valuable tool for me. Um, but with, with that combination, we actually have a chapter of the DVD which is just about heel work that you get for free. You get that when you, it's downloadable, you get that when you buy the adjustable leader combo. Um, you can also get it in the DVD, uh, foundation DVD. So that uh, is, is, we've talked about heel work and the importance of it before on other podcasts. Um, it, it's a little bit of a broken record probably. Uh, it, it needs to be, it's, it's worth it to be because I just think it is that important. And it's the only way I can get the stuff done that I wanna get done. Um, so I think, uh, for, for this guy, his name's Brandon, I would say dig into it deeply. Um, the other things that the other tools that we talked about earlier today are our YouTube channel, um, live with spry. I probably did more heel work with live with spry. The problem is you're gonna have to watch hours and hours and hours of it. Cause I literally do hours and hours and hours of it. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, there's a lot of it to consume. Uh, Bella, you're going to see probably not as much. Bella was a very, very natural little heel work dog. Um, I didn't get Bella till she was about 
14 weeks, 13, 14 weeks. So she was old enough where we jumped into it almost immediately. I, I didn't have her. I usually get them about eight weeks old, seven or eight weeks old. I got her a little bit older. So we, we didn't have the early, early on parts where she didn't need to be put on lead. By the time I brought her home, I had to put her on a lead pretty quickly because she was big enough, bold enough, quick enough that I had to have that control part and she adjusted to it really nicely. So you'll get something out of watching that. It's just part of the series. Um, every dog is a little different. Hers starts at a different point than Spry's. Spry's was seven weeks old. We didn't talk about heel work with her for three, four weeks. So you get a lot of videos prior to us putting on that. And, and, and it's, it's valuable because a lot of the things we do, everything we do is for a purpose in training. And I think you guys have to realize and think about that. Everything you do with your dog needs to have a purpose. And it might be to, for today or it might be for months down the road. Um, if it's for months down the road, there's usually a lot of steps in between today and months down the road that are going to get you to that point. But they're all connected. They're all sequenced. They're all, there's logic behind it. Um, we're doing our best to try to show you the big picture stuff and then the small micro steps that it takes in between. That's the value of Bella, be good. That's the value of Spry, Live with Spry, was we didn't show it to you week to week or month to month. Um, we showed it to you throughout the middle parts because that's when the stuff really gets done. And you just don't know when it's gonna happen because today I ran into a problem. She's, she's starting to make a big victory lap. Well, that's common. Um, for a lot of people. She didn't do it until recently. So when people start watching Bella Be Good, if I only filmed it uh, you know, once a month, you would not see the middle part where all of a sudden she starts to slip and we start to find some things that aren't so great. And now all of a sudden we've got to make micro adjustments. So my last retrieve today was with a fence behind me and she couldn't run past me. Well, I got to start doing more of that. And hold conditioning is probably not far off because that will help fix this problem as well. But she's not, it's not because she blinks at bumpers, it's not because she drops them, it's not because she plays with them, it's because she's got a little bit of a, a loop when she comes back and she doesn't do it every time, it's just started to get worse now. So those are all things that I'm recognizing and going, I'm not gonna continue to do it and let her build that habit strong and then go try to reverse it. I'm gonna address it as it shows up. Just like when things go well, I build off of them almost instantaneously. When things don't go well, when things go backwards a little bit, I start to process it and assess it and change it almost instantaneously because it's a fluid thing that we don't want to entrench a habit that's undesirable. We also want to entrench habits that are desirable. So that's a big picture thing. Um, this is just a micro uh, part of it, this heel work talk. Um, so you gotta get good at it. No, no, no question. You gotta get good at it. Um, it'll be the fix to a lot of other issues. It'll be, it'll be the thing. It'll be one of the tools you use for the rest of that dog's life um, to allow you to take steps uh, down the road, further down the road. Um, so that's it. That's a, a really nice little question from Brandon um, that turns into a real simple podcast. That's um, you know a little bit of. Uh, probably recycled information, but with a little different twist to it and for a little different reason. And I think sometimes 
hearing the podcast answering one question about heel work in one specific scenario, it's hard to connect or relate it to your particular situation. But if I, I could literally do probably dozens of podcasts that are a, the 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 body of it is about heel work, but the circumstance that brings it up is a little bit different every time. Well, what does that tell you about the importance of some of these things? Uh, delivery to hand is is really important. There's a lot of issues that come up with retrieving that the answer is delivery to hand. But if you just hear me talk about one scenario that the answer is hold condition and deliver to hand nicely, polished, smooth, reliably, you might go that you might have a problem and not realize or connect it to, boy, it's it's delivery to hand, it's hold conditioning, that's the fix. So I don't think there's any issue, I don't think there's any problem with sharing these. And I love them because when somebody sends it in to me, I guarantee you more than one person is running into it. So it's not like it's a soul, it's not like Brandon's the only guy that's ever see, had the problem with the dogs that eat the poop. So you're, I just think there's a lot of um, mutual reward for listeners when we when we pick them this way um so that's it i don't know what number it was but 47 47 it was ben is going to get it put together for you guys ben is going to crank it out uh it's a it's a kind of a sacred day here it is november 15th uh the opener of the michigan gun season so depending on how quickly we get this out you can get it out pretty quick yeah i'll have See, it all today he's going to have this baby live right away this so if you are in a deer stand in michigan right now listening to this in the next 15 days uh, I wish you the best of luck. Be safe. Make lots of memories. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of gun seasons coming up for Wisconsin and Missouri and Iowa and the Midwest states I know are coming up. And I think that everybody is in the next probably month. So uh, if you listen long enough, you know we are we are pretty adamant deer hunters. And, and our other brand, Hodeg, speaks for itself when it comes to that. We've done some podcasts on that. But um, best of luck to everybody. I'm actually going to... I'm going to head up for one last crack at it before the Wisconsin gun season. We're going up uh, north today, and we're going to spend the next couple days to watch our Instagram story. Um, we're going to be grouse hunting. We're going to get back to the cabin. We're going to chase, a little, chase some birds in the snow. Uh, my dogs need it. My dogs deserve it, um, and I miss it. So that's what we're going to do. Um, best of luck to you all. Be safe. Enjoy the enjoy uh, this month. I, the month of November is very special. Uh, there is no question about it. It's one of the most magical months of the year, um, particularly for sportsmen, for bow hunters, for bird hunters. Um, it's just a really, really special time. So enjoy it. Um, and and, and, and I, I think making memories is the most important part about it. So, uh, and we'd love to see if you do kill big deer, send the pictures. But uh, Preferably on the Hodeg. Yeah, Hodeg Wicked Stick page, man. <laughs> We're giving t-shirts away for people that are killing big deer. So, uh, uh, appreciate you guys support uh, please continue to um, listen like uh, review um, I got another request uh, Amazon like if you're an Amazon purchaser we offer all of our products through Amazon I know some people cringe at the idea of that we sell it we offer it through our company does so um, we we really monitor and make sure that um, any like hot egg is exclusive. We're the only people that sell hot egg through Amazon and we have it as a prime product, our dog bone stuff. There are a few other retailers that sell it using the Amazon platform. We do our best to make sure that, um, 
they're honoring pricing and stuff like that. It's just an internal battle. It's probably the only downside to it, but I understand the value of it and the convenience and the ease of it. Um, if you are an Amazon customer, I would ask you to do me one favor. Uh, if you would give us a review, uh, you, you, I didn't realize the importance of that. Um, until I took a look at myself and my shopping habits and I went, man, I read reviews. I read a lot of reviews and I look at stars and I look at all that stuff. So if you'd be willing to do that for us, um, it would be a favor that is greatly appreciated. Again, please continue to like and subscribe to some of our stuff. Our YouTube page um, has grown. We're super small, but it's grown a lot. And it's just because we're, we're asking people to help follow it, share it, um, send it to a friend that it might help them out. So. Uh, thank you guys for all of that support. It does mean the world to us. I know I sound like a broken record there too, but it really does. Um, thank you. Good luck. And we're going to continue doing these. Uh, we're probably going to record a couple yet here before we head out. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be, we're going to continue to try to put them out as frequently as possible. So good luck to y'all. <laughs>